Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, well, thanks for joining us today on the Victor Mark Show. Today, I'm going to be bringing you a conversation with Todd Langley. He served in numerous positions in his U.S. Army career, including infantry. He was enlisted, then became an officer, and then military intelligence officer. He founded CRLT. I can't wait to tell you about this. Just in 2019, and that company began working on software simulation using a video game engine to help leaders within our communities understand how to manage crisis leadership and really save lives. So let's get into our conversation now on this edition of the Victor Mark Show. Hey, Todd, welcome to the show today. Uh, We just got finished with a pretty good weekend training church leaders now on security. Uh, And I, man, I I thank you for being part of that and, and helping equip churches to be prepared for crisis. And today, I really want you to help the listener who attends a church first understand how important it is that their church be pretty squared away, right, with security needs. And and it's just, I think there's a lot of churches that are negligent in the area of security. You know, you can say you pray, but you also better be prepared because that's what we've done in both. But um, anyway. Well, the first thing I'd say is we had a, one of the best weekends I've experienced yeah, ever. That was pretty good. It was amazing. So, yeah, <laughs> thanks for letting me be part of that for sure. Um, and even through that, it, it, talking with the people that came from all over the country, yeah. which was another powerful thing, was the realization of how important this topic is. And even if they're committed that they want to learn and do more, they don't know what they don't know. I think there's finally a growing awareness that, you know, we paid a lot of attention to what it meant with incident, what's called incident management for responding to an active shooter at like a school. Right. But if you look at the statistics, which I don't have them with me right now, but you know, we, we've talked in the past. If you look at the stats, uh, what has happened in the, the, the schools and the workplaces is on a similar trajectory with our congregations. And that's a worst case scenario, obviously. But if you're not prepared in understanding how to deal with that, then when other more routine risks may potentially happen, how are you going to handle that? Yeah, agreed, agreed. Churches, pastors listening, there's a lot of pretense and probably, I mean, people think they're okay security-wise, but they're not. Most churches struggle just to get their volunteers list up so they can watch the uh, nursery, the kids, you know. And so how are you going to really manage and and understand the need right now for your church to have a better approach to both leadership and the security and have someone in charge and really to keep something bad from happening. Now, those of you listening or watching right now, uh, the gentleman sitting with me, Todd Langley, I can't even begin to share the extent of his knowledge and experience. One, because we just can't. Uh, you worked for 
organizations. Shh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that you're not supposed to, uh, don't exist. But let me right. tell y'all, here at the training, uh, the Leadership Training Center, Colorado, just like we mentioned, we had people come in from all around the country to train in church security. And when I was able to tell them face-to-face more about you, and then you put some real-life scenarios and experience of what you did, boy, they got on the edge of their seat because they realized who they were being instructed by and the knowledge that was being passed on. And you guys, I just want to say, listen up and then follow up. Don't just listen, but you have to follow up so that we can move the needle on providing a safe environment and a place of worship, both for congregants and, of course, our children. Now, with that said, most pastors and most boards, they just go, well, we've got an ex-officer or a couple of ex-military guys, and a lot of people carry in here. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to turn out good, both in prevention or execution of a plan. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you're not setting yourself up for success. Uh, I think even from this weekend, the reinforcing thing that we really were able to hammer home is, first and foremost, is that you have to establish responsibility, mm-hmm. whether you're an individual, volunteer, you're a team leader, or you're overall responsible for your congregation. You have to have an assignment of responsibility. So, okay, once you've assigned responsibility, now tell me what do you think you have to do to act to whatever the problem may be? And you typically come right to an immediate answer of, you know, maybe an armed volunteer standing in the back of the congregation. And you say, okay, and just like we did this weekend, it's like, how many tasks do you think that is to perform that one thing? Mm. And it's like, no, let's take this scenario all the way out, all the way through responders coming to the scene and accountability of your you know, potential victims and reunification with family members, all of that. We went through that exercise several times. And I don't think a lot of listeners yet realize how many things you have to be prepared for and trained to a particular standard. They just have not focused on anything other than what you see in film clips that have been posted on social media. And so that's what they've focused on. And they, they realized that, you know, somebody said it in the class this weekend, the right of the bang. Mm-hmm. What am I doing after, you know, I have what I call neutralize the threat. What am I doing then? Mm-hmm. And they, we have got a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to my guest today that I hope you appreciate and get a sense of understanding of his experience because what we're saying, it's not just YouTube videos. It's not Joe Schmo making a how to have church security. This is the highest level of experience in dealing with crisis and threat management and, again, to prevent, manage, deal with, and then afterwards. Uh, Jeff Teagues, our COO, has, who was, of course, in the Special Operations Command, um, 25 years in special forces, uh, and of course, served with Delta for a decade with over a thousand missions. He refers to you as the real Jason Bourne. And that's all I'm going to say, just to give you guys an idea. So listen, what can you tell Christians listening right now that should be their next step of being personally responsible to make sure that their church has an adequate security training team, and and that's a hard question. But it's a hard one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I had to boil it down, and so that they can understand how 
challenging the problem set is. And I don't mean it in the way to shy people away from doing what's right, but to understand the magnitude of what you have to do to be, really be prepared is think about what is, and if you remember, you know, the three of us, you, I, and Jeff, we talked this, the most dangerous course of action to the most likely. Take those two probabilities and then look at your church and reenact that in some way, even mm. if it's just visually going through the property. And then think about what are your vulnerabilities based on that. And so, okay, I know what my weaknesses are. Now, what would I do about it to correct that situation? We need to identify the potential fixes to that. Break those down into all the tasks that need to be done. And this is where it gets into like a management style of, well, that, you know, that sounds really boring or that's tedious. Mm-hmm. But when you break down those individual tasks, you're going to see how much a leader needs to be involved in assigning what I call the criticality of that task compared to how often I have to be training on that task compared to what is the acceptable level of proficiency to be trained in that task. Okay, give me an idea. What is a task? Give me a couple of tasks. Uh, so an, an easy one, identifying and neutralizing a threat. Mm. Okay, so we can all think about that. Well, that probably right there through situational awareness to being able to break down an understanding of complex skills like shoot, move, communicate, medicate. That right there probably has 25 tasks in it. Mm. Um, now, can you train to a standard of perfection on those 25 tasks? I would say yes. But that is just one encounter in one scenario of probably, you know, another 20 major tasks, which mm. all have the same thing. So you're, when you break it all out, you're going to look and you're going to see you have well over 100 tasks and you don't have enough time to train everything to the exact same standard. You have to figure out what's most important to you based on your resources and based on what you feel is going to give you the best assurance of protecting your congregation. And that should set up your training plan. And that is where we're seeing the problem right now is, is we're training on the exact same thing every single time, and we're not even training to a particular standard. That's one of the reasons why, uh, shameless plug, why we have the uh, Leadership Training Center here. We want to be and set a standard for qualification and accreditation for churches to have a pretty solid church security team process, even to where their insurance company, because I do think, we've talked about this, we think insurance companies are going to start requiring churches to have a level of qualification and certification in the area of security. So that's one of the reasons why we felt like God put in our heart and we were looking around and we just said, hey, let's go ahead. There are some good people doing good things, but I don't think they're nowhere. I know they're not as complete and thorough as we are based on the experience of our instructors and the skill sets that we have. But one of the solutions we've come up with through your company, which I absolutely love, is a gaming engine-based training simulation that helps someone in a church train their volunteer team on all situations, different scenarios, and they train again and again. You can change it. There's one shooter. There's two. There's a heart attack. You know, there's a fire. There's someone holding someone hostage. All these things they can practice and train on and then take a look at how did we do right there from their computer. I don't think it's a shameless plug because you know, I have been doing, you know, these kinds of things for overall my career about 30 years. Mm. And, you know, if we want to talk a little bit about what wrong looks like and what it means to the impact to you for the rest of your life, we can definitely talk that. But when I, I'll say with definite confidence of being here this weekend, we not only integrated 
the things we talked about as far as identifying the critical tasks, we showed them that, we let them work on it, and we did it at the individual level, we did it at the team level, we did it at the leadership level, we incorporated the simulation to show them how it bridges the gap and makes it more cost effective. But I'll also tell you, Victor, is that you have some of the highest quality cadre I've ever seen. Yeah, and each one of them was unique and different. Yeah. And that that combination um, was was very powerful. Crazy amazing. Now listen, uh, you talk about negative effects. We did have one person who came to train. He left. He left early before the final task of, hey, okay, now we're going to work as teams and do this. Listen to me. This is what he said. I've already trained. I've already done this. But, you know, he was the boss at Applesauce the whole time. Didn't want to listen. And me teaching a simple speed slap to get a person's attention to kind of, he was losing his balance on that. I'm like, hey, man, get your feet underneath you. Calm down. Churches, you need to realize that even your person who's volunteer, head of security, y'all need to make sure he's qualified. So for us, if the pastor of that church and the board was saying, we are looking for your recommendation on his qualifications. We would say fail and replace. Here's the challenge I give back to the leadership of overall the church, not just the safety is what's your check and balance mm. to determine that you have met your training goals so that you're prepared. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that right there is, that is for not only the pastor, but Hey, Christian listening or whoever is listening right now, that is a statement you can bring to your senior pastor and say, in a respectful way, we would like to know what is your check and balances for the quality of the head of your security of the team you have. We would like to know as part of our understanding and comfortability with the church that we choose. Yeah, I don't know if we got time for this. You want to hear a personal story? Yes. You know, you talk with me sometimes and you're like, man, you're pretty humble. Well, that's because I've made some mistakes. Mm. And I carried this one with me. Mm. I had already been in special operations for a long period of time. I'd already been in combat a significant amount of time. And I'm on a patrol as a senior advisor to help a ground unit uh, in Southern Afghanistan uh, deal with some pretty tragic things going on. They were sent into the heart of the ideological center of the Taliban religiously to make a statement and then to really try to break the backbone of that. And I think as a military force, we underestimated what was needed to do that. So a company was sent in, an infantry company was sent into the middle of the serious bad guy, you know, territory of the entire country. And so I'm out with them, and they've already lost seven guys mm. in about a week and a half. On the rate they're going, and they've just, just gotten into country, they're going to be 50% combat ineffective, which means they're going to lose a significant number of their guys halfway before they're even done with their rotation. So I'm sent in to go on ground patrol with them and say, what's going on here? What, what are we doing wrong? Well, that makes you feel good. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm being asked to go on with these guys because of my skills. So I'm on patrol with them, already knowing we're going to be in, in bad guy territory and something bad is more likely going to happen. We had done a great key leader engagement with the village elder in that area. People were interacting with us. Things seemed very positive. Feels like it's going to be a good day. So we do this key leader engagement and... We decided we're going to extend the patrol. We cross over a road, which we expected there might be mines on. Didn't find anything. Things are looking good. We get to the other side. We're in a small poppy field. And we set up a little bit of a halt. And because of the, the casualties we had taken in the last couple of days, 
We sent a smaller force across the road just to make sure that it was safe before we continue with the rest of the patrol. I'm with that smaller force. We get into that poppy field. And on the far side of the poppy field is, is a gated wall that you can move through into a rubble area beyond it. So all the people in front of me, they go through that, that opening. And I am right in that opening when I'm knocked down to the ground. Mm. Uh, I look up and my bell's rung hard. Mm. Uh, turns out I had, you know, mild TBI, uh, uh, from that, uh, and a slight concussion. Uh, and I can see no one in front of me, just black, brown cloud, just rushing at me in slow motion. I wake up out of that, uh, momentary incident and I'm looking around and, uh, it, it's eerily quiet. Mm. There's no one else around me. And all of a sudden I hear the guys inside the black cloud crying for help. Mm. and I'm the only one there, and i got to figure out what to do. Do I go into the black cloud knowing that there might be more minefields? Do I go back through the suspected minefield to grab the rest of the patrol with the medic that's on the far side of the road? What am I going to do? So, honestly, I went in. I grabbed the first person I could, which was the team leader. I talked with him. Uh, he was significantly injured. Uh, I needed to uh, grab and give him his own tourniquet and tell him, hey, you got to take care of yourself. I went back and grabbed the platoon sergeant and the medic and moved them forward through what I thought at the time um, it wasn't, but I thought it was more mines. Uh, and we got the rest of the people taken care of. Now, when we were done and we did a post-blast analysis, and this is the important part of it of why I think it's important to church leadership, is that there were four explosive devices that went off 10 meters apart, specially designed and separated to hit all of those soldiers as they went on patrol in through that area. A fifth one was supposed to go off, but there wasn't enough electrical charge in the devices for it to go off. So four out of the five went off. Where do you think that fifth one was at? It was in that gateway where I had taken a knee when the explosive went off. So I'm here through the grace of God because there wasn't enough charge on a motorcycle battery to initiate all five uh, explosive devices. And I look at that and I think, okay, I got lucky, but what does that mean to me? It means a lot to me because even after all the years of service and being in combat situations, what we miss as we cross that road was hanging from a tree was a scarf that had been knotted to a branch mm. and rocks that had been placed across the road. And the fact that the day before a different patrol had crossed over that same area, but in the opposite direction. So you put all those things together and we had set them, the enemy up perfectly for an ambush because we didn't have situational awareness, we didn't do proper planning, and we definitely could have done a little bit better job on our execution. And when we go through the process as leaders thinking that, oh, I've already got a great plan, I already know what we need to do that's right, and I'm coming to you only for validation rather than coming in with a learning heart, mm. you are setting your congregation up for failure. Yeah. We call that pride. Pride, yeah. And it is a, it's a killer. Uh, you, you're listening to Todd Langley, a friend and a colleague, a fellow veteran, with years and years of experience. I wish I could share what I know about you to build the level of value that people would understand. You weighing in and actually making, I mean, making, this has not happened. It's a literal re crisis response uh, simulation training out of a gaming engine that your church or place of worship 
there's other applications from schools and business and all that. I mean, uh, this is groundbreaking, and that's why I said we've got to get this word out. Now, I'm going to ask you, I know the price on this stuff, and most, like we suggested, most people thought it would be in the tens of thousands of dollars to be able to do this, but my question to you, do this right now, this episode, people listening, would you mind extending that, like, big discount? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, could we? All right, so... Um, it's like, what is it? 450 bucks or something? Yeah, what do we so, come out to? Yeah. Uh, regular price. So just to give some background, this we've been in production on developing this capability for about 14 months. Mm. So we've done a rapid development in, in comparison to anybody else. We believe that could have been uh, competition. Right. And in doing that, we've come out with an early access capability so that people can come back and influence our future production by telling us what they want most out of the simulation. Happy to talk about the simulation. Uh, but on the piece of the affordability of this, the regular price when we go full launch uh, sometime later this year, maybe, maybe sometime in the summer, uh, that price for the church is going to be $895 for a one-year subscription. Uh, but right now we're offering 50% off on people that directly contact my company. If they talk to us so we can understand in a, in a free consultation, what are the needs you really want? So that we understand, do you just want the basic you know, plan or right. do you want your own church developed as a level for yourself? We're offering 50% off of both. Literally, of right uh, depending on what level you want to get to, your own church can be the game. I mean, you're, you're in your own church, room, sanctuary, working drills. So, that's something they can explain more. But I will just tell you, like some of these folks here yesterday, they were just saying, you know what? I'm going to pay for it. I want, I'm going to designate my tithe to pay to get a subscription to this. So basically, I mean, the people that were in our training realized how things can get gummed up, caught up in a board, just trying to get past a little budget of like 450 bucks to put their church in a whole different place of understanding and having leadership for crisis, anything that goes on in the church. So uh, I would encourage you as a Christian, investigate yourself. What website can they go to to find out more information? Sure. Well, we've got our own website that will give you a link to be able to see the products. That's www.crisisresponse.tech, T-E-C-H. Now, if you want to see some of the behind the scenes, come to our Facebook page, CRLT Inc., and that will show you even a, a Facebook Live recorded that we did with interaction with local law enforcement of how this product works. But in, in talking about what you get for that price and why we think this is significant oh, right it's, now. It's unreal. It, it's not just the simulation. Right. I mean, this is artificial intelligence that combines case studies and real world statistics so that you are getting something that you know you, you could potentially face. That's phenomenal in and of itself from what we've developed in mechanics. We don't believe that's on the market anywhere. But what we've also included in with this is a learning management system. Nice. So now you've got references and material and test questions that are all relevant to you in incident management and leadership, as well as the ability to tie that in. And remember we talked about how you identify your vulnerabilities and what that means to being able to convey that to your leadership. That's all tied in there. So if I don't have a lot of money in my church, but I can prove to you through the simulation work, these are my vulnerabilities. These are my weaknesses that I need money for. And I could demonstrate to you factually. Now I have 
at least justification back to the rest of the church leadership of why I need to prioritize something over something else with the money that we do have available. Yeah. So this is not just a simulation. This is simulation combined with learning management over the top of it. And the last thing that we do is only for our customers. We have a customer portal that is secured with our own firewall server. And in there, every month, we add in our own content on discussions of what about this particular problem? How would I deal with that? Or how do I even use the simulation to get more out of it? So every month, we add in content just for our own customers that's included in that yeah, subscription. You guys, I'm telling you, I'm not getting paid for this. This is no, this is because it works, it's real, and we need it. And man, through my years of traveling and speaking at churches, I've had to bring my own security team just due to the fact of how many were ill-prepared. So listen, contact us. And just in case there's a big old wealthy donor out there listening, let me tell you something. You can donate to the ministry here. We will provide specifically the exact amount you give for scholarships to fund small churches that maybe don't have any any budget, and we'll get these into the hands of churches that are needy. You're choosing or ours, so contact us and let us know. We just want to get churches squared away, and I appreciate one your service to our country, and now your service to um, you know our nation on these different levels. And Todd, I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for being on the program today. And those of you watching and listening, again, take advantage of this. Uh, this is us sharing something that can make a difference and save lives. That's needed. So you can find out more about this at our website, victormarks.com, or go to the website that Todd actually shared, crisisresponse.tech. Uh, you guys, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, make sure that you do it full throttle for the glory of God. God bless you, and go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.